0: Rewinding, Rewinding, Kaya FM on FM Rewind. The World Show with Nikki B. Yes, this is the World Show. I'm Nikki B. And right now we are chatting to Steve Dyer. Welcome to the World Show, Steve. Always, even though it is under these unfortunate circumstances.
1: Hi, Nikki. Yes, it is. Um, thanks for having me.
0: You know, Steve, uh, you one of the artists that for as long as I've known you, you always attributed Jonas Guango. Whenever I've asked you, you know, off-air or on-air, whenever we've spoken about your musical journey, Jonas uh, has really been a strong part of that. Can you tell me how and when you connected with him and why?
1: Uh, well, uh, in... February of 1982, I went to Botswana. I refused uh, to wear the FADS uniform for even one second. I wasn't willing to do that. So I went out to Botswana and the next day I performed at a party that Jonas had for one of his daughters um, and just at a party at his home. And that was the first time I met him and the first time I heard him play with that trademark trombone bellow of his. Yes. And um, from that time, then, then we got involved in... There was a culture and resistance festival in June of... Or it was July of 1982 that I got thrust into the organisation of. And that was uh, one of the first times where cultural activists from within South Africa and from without met. Yes. Um, and, and it was an electrifying experience. Um, the, you know, there were papers by people like, uh, Prawili Kosatsile, um, Prawali Sorote. you know, some leading thinkers, uh, and, and of course the music, Abdullah Ibrahim came through, there was Pahil Masikela, there were so many people. Um, uh, so that festival was kind of pivotal and, You know, I was in my early 20s, and so all this energy uh, that surrounded this fight for freedom within South Africa and the ability to to play the music, because um, there was the Medu Art Ensemble, which was a a collective of uh, different art forms and disciplines, music being one of them. There was photography, there was theater, there was dance, there was you Know it, it was a collective in the true sense, yes. And um, the, the music component of that, um, I helped Brad Jonas form the band Shakawe, and we played um, on and off well for three years. Uh, I'd say that Shakawe, Shakawe existed for three years, and Brad Jonas would split his time maybe 50% playing with with Shakawe in Botswana, and then the other fifty percent on the road with the Amandua cultural ensemble so um, in 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 playing in his band, i, I just got uh, I got to grips with the way he he ho- arranged his horns and the rhythm section and the way that that both him and Brahu put on a show. you know yes. it was not just enough to play the music, but you had to put on a show
0: Yes, so you learned almost the art of performance uh, Not just performing <laughs> yes. <laughs> Correct Yes, yes. Yeah. And you know, just as you talk about it I imagine for you As a young person being in exile This must mm-hmm. have been like Coming home in a sense In a spiritual sense for you Was being able to work with artists like Jonas
1: Well, yes and no Because uh, don't forget that i mean it's it's easy in hindsight to forget that at the time i never knew that i'd be able to come back to south africa yes. and uh, you know i was a junior uh, these these older statesmen had been in exile for for a long time um and so there was even though there was the joyous music and the fight for freedom it, it was always a, a also a low intensity war where you know you would get um People that were, that 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 would come over the border, and you didn't know whether to be trusted or not. Yes. Um, so th- there was suspicion, there was fear, there were bombs even before the the actual raid in in 1985 that that killed people that that we knew. So you were always on edge, and I, and I think when you're on edge, um, then then the joys become stronger, and and then the the pain also becomes stronger, so you know the, the the gamut of emotion just becomes more heightened.
0: Yes, and you know you spoke earlier about um, his arrangements, mm. and um, in in your work, I have without a doubt. Um, Heard reference, you know, Mm. it's almost tributing him in certain songs. It obviously is not in all your music, but in certain Mm. songs. And this was something that struck me very much as I was preparing the show, just his ability to arrange music and to Mm. be a musical director. Do you Mm. think those aspects were also uh, very important in, in, in your journey as you moved forward into being a solo artist? and a musical director
1: yeah no certainly i i mean um definitely when we were in rehearsal you, you know he would build he would build a sound up from from the bass drum you know he wouldn't just say okay drummer this is the song just play he would he would suggest what the kick drum would be doing what the snare drum would be doing what the hi-hat and then he would give generally quite strict instructions. Uh, on the base unless, you know, he had, at some point, he, he would give freedom and then if he, if he wasn't happy, um, he, you know, he would correct. So I think that was also one of the strengths of Bagongwe is that he, he would also let people in his band, um, give, give some freedom for their inputs. And, and definitely in terms of being able to solo, giving the space for that he used to do that as well but then uh, i think one of the strongest things that that i did learn from him was horn arrangements yes, you know yes. um if if you if you listen to Jonas' horn arrangements it's it's a body of sound uh you, you know he doesn't mostly it's it's horns playing together three part harmony yes. and and often he you know we would spend a lot of time and in those days there were no manuscript papers or anything. So uh we'd be doing it on the Tony Sofa. and and uh he would he would have ideas and he would be playing his his, his trombone and almost you know, he was saying, Okay, C C Dome you know, um, Fosala and you do this, you do that. it was me, Brad Dennis and Pale and him. Um yes. But he would he would sometimes even sacrifice a the melody that he had to ensure that we had a, a, a horn line where the, where the horns were arranged to to what he wanted them to be. And and I think if you listen, you know, you can listen to a bar of music of Jonas's and he's immediately identified.
0: Absolutely. And I think that's what I was talking about when I said, though... Th- those moments you have on occasion tributed in your own style of arrangements and I appreciate that, yes. Yes,
1: well, you know, composing and arranging, it's a subconscious thing, so, but very definitely because I played in that band for an extended period of time. Those things, um, I think they rubbed off on me
0: and also there are things to be celebrated and to be you know that is the legacy is leaving it with those that you mentored in a sense you know uh, yeah well,
1: yes. well you know i i think sometimes you know there's there's the whole new new wave of of young lions coming through and and charting uh, uncharted waters, let's say. Um, but it does strike me sometimes when when I'm playing with them and I take for granted that they would know certain references. Um, maybe I've taken that Marabi tradition a bit for granted, and 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 I think we do need a concerted effort in in as much as we we're looking to develop. And you know, culture is not static, and and very exciting things have been happening. Yes. Uh, within the music scene in in South Africa, but we shouldn 't lose sight of this, of of our heritage and tradition and and as espoused by bra Jonas and uh, Hugh and 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 others
0: absolutely now steve you 've chosen a couple of tracks um, in fact i won 't be able to fit them all in but I definitely want to okay. fit in two because i asked Steve. If there were certain songs that were um sig- you know significant to him that special for him, if I can put it that way, and the first one i 'm going to play is Emma Tell me why this one is special to you
1: well, I think it it showcases bragwawa's uh, definitive horn arrangements you know where 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 horns interlock with each other um and also it shows you know when it shows his knowledge of 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 south african music because he's from an indibele culture yes you know but uh, if you listen to this track and you, you 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 realize how much he he imbibes and knows about Xhosa music and the Xhosa culture and tradition so often you know when we were when we were when he was arranging stuff you know, he would say, "Okay, this is this beat from this is a pedi rhythm, or this is a, a Zulu rhythm, or this is possible, That you know, and and so it just strikes me that that this is something that sounds so within within that tradition, but it's, it was not his tradition.
0: Absolutely, you know I mean? and it's almost like yeah. what I touched on earlier, where he was. Really believed strongly in a pan Africanism, in honouring yes. uh, different African traditions.
1: Yeah, well, look as well. If you look at at um, the messaging in his songs, um, he did a song called Batsumi, well, yes. which was dedicated to you know the the San, the Khoisan people in Botswana that that had been suppressed and oppressed, and he said, listen. These people, they are Botswana, just like you. Um, so he was, he was not somebody that was, um, he embraced Botswana. He embraced the, whichever country he was in or whichever culture he was in, would, he would be interested and from a human element. And, um, that is also one of the strengths is that he, he always, um, yeah, he kind of treated me like a son, and it was never a question of, you know, um, I'm not from a culture of his, I'm not indigenous African, but there was never that. There was, He was, all, in all his dealings anywhere, um, he was just a human being first and foremost. And I think that is rubbed off on his children, who are going to carry that legacy of his forward, because it's a very rare um, commodity.
0: Absolutely. Let's hear the song and then I'm going to have another brief chat with you. Steve Dyer catching up with us. Of course, it is an honor in all sadness, but it's still an honor to be able to tribute Brahima Sekela. I mean, Bra Jonas Gwangwa. I'm thinking of you at the same time with Union of South Africa <laughs> and Tate Jonas Gwangwa on the World Show. FM ninety five point nine. Michael Seni Jonas Gwangwa, the album *Sounds from Exile*. Steve Dyer with me, uh, tributing entitled uh, Jonas. And you know, Steve, when I listen to that song, and I've I've always said this about Jonas: sometimes he makes ballads, sometimes he does a bit of uh, um, bebop. But over and above. I always feel like his songs incite us to mm-hmm. celebration, incite mm-hmm. us to hopefulness. They have that joyous kind of come-together quality. I don't know how to describe it, um, but mm-hmm. it's definitely, uh, you know, a song sounds to lift the spirit.
1: Yes. Look, um, uh Brother Jonas used to tell a story. He said, you know, uh, in the U.S., people said, hey, Hey man, you guys are really struggling. Why did your music sound so happy, man? And, <laughs> and he said, and he said, you can think it sounds happy, but if you listen closely, closely, there's that cry of pain, and and I think that's that's one thing that Jonas that never left him. There's always a kind of pathos, and it and it is is it is always community based. You know, he used to do the wedding songs like Di Homo Di Chile. Um, and and it yeah, very it's very centred within the community. But there is something of of a cry of pain, often in in the way he plays the trombone and just in the general style of the music. And, and I think that something definitive of Maravi is is that yes, it's it it does sound happy, but there is a tinge of of the other side, the 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 yin to the yang.
0: Yes, and I suppose that's that element of 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 why we love him so much, as as it inspires hope, because it's yes. it is it's an acknowledgement of that emotion of, yes. of of struggle and pain, but at mm. the same time, it's saying from that he mm. was like a like a, a shining light. I think for so mm. many of us during apartheid musically.
1: Mm. Mm. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Look, I, I think that's one thing I, I've taken from him is like, I want I want to create music that lifts spirits, yes. that lifts people. Um, I, you know, I, I go into different areas, but generally I, I want the music to be life affirming.
0: Absolutely, and that's the best way you could have described it, life-affirming, because even when it is a ballad or a slow song, um, mm. or a song even in, in mourning, sometimes I find there's almost the quality of a dirge or a, yes. a, in his music as well, mm. um, but at the same time it unifies, you yes. know? Yeah, and yeah. I thank you for that in your music too, Steve. You know, and I think that's what I was touching on. You're a totally different artist, but mm. you, you certainly honor that legacy. Thank you Yes, now we are going to run out of time Because I have a guest coming But um, you've chosen uh, um, another song uh, Which I want to um, bring you know to a close And this yeah. one is Ulibambe and Lingashoni Why did yeah. you choose this song, Steve?
1: Well, you know, Nikki When we were playing as Shakawe in Botswana There was a beautiful club About 15 kilometers out of Khabaroni called the Woodpecker Inn. And, you know, there was a lot, plenty of music going down there all the time. From the Woodpecker, you could see across into South Africa. And so, can you imagine, you're playing on the stage in an exile and you looking across the border something that is so near but yet so far. Yes. And Ulibambi langa, it's like, Ulibambi, you know, hold on to the sun before it goes down. In other words, never lose hope. Just hold, hold on, hold on, and that for me became a very uh, poignant, um, poignant song. Every time we played it, and it doesn't get played too often. Um, but but I always used to love it.
0: It's such a beautiful and it was song. Really meaningful. Yeah. Yes, thank you for choosing it. Just okay. to wrap up, Steve, any few words that you might want to say in giving, paying tribute, and uh, giving thanks. Oh,
1: well i would i would like to send condolences to the family um because you know his his life partner of 65 years sis violet sis benki um she passed on the on the 12th i think so within 11 days the family has lost both the parents um but i I read a, a um a facebook post from Kitu Lex, one of his his children that said you know they lived full lives, and you know they were to, together in life and they not together in death um so I hope that they can be strong, but they will because nice. they've been given the grounding from the family and Braguawa is always a family man um nice. So, so condolences to to um, to them, and I think the important lesson for us is that we we must continue with the legacy and build on it, and and not forget the tremendous riches that we have in South Africa, in Southern Africa, and the African continent at home as a whole. And I think he was, you know, visionary in recognizing the the value of of, of culture. And, and, and how marginalized it became within apartheid. And, and there's still vestiges of that in, in the influences that many musicians have. So it's really time that, that we, we, we looked at this tremendously rich cultural tradition that he has passed and build on it.
0: Thank you so much, Steve. Okay,
1: Nikki. Thank a you. Pleasure th- being with you. Thank you. Thank, thank- and thank you for all the efforts you do in, the, in that regard.
0: Um, As I say, it is a
1: sizable contribution. Mm.
0: Thank you so much. I am always honored to be sharing the best in music. Thanks, Nikki. Steve Dyer on The World Show, tributing Jonas Gwangwa. I'm going to play two more tracks and then we are going to be joined by tonight's very special guest, Linda Sekakane. Wow, his new album's amazing. But here is Ulibambe. Linga on the World Show. World show with Nikki B every Sunday from 6 to 10 p.m on Kaya FM 95.9 Rewind Rewinding Kaya FM on FM Rewind visit kayafm.co.za for more